Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. We continue with our Netzach Yisrael series coming to you live from the Summerton Community of Summerton, Philadelphia. A beautiful, lovely Tuesday morning. Yom Shehuch Ba'boi the day of the day of the day of the double dose of delight, and we are in Netzach Yisrael, page Chaf Aleph in the standard editions of the Maharal. Left-hand column, there's a paragraph that begins with the word Af. That's a little less than halfway down. That's where we are holding. So the Maharal in the Perak Dalit has been going through the differences, the differences between the first base of Mikdash and the second base of Mikdash. What brought this one down? What brought the other one down? And the Maharal now is going to give us yet a final approach. So understanding the Gemara Numa as the, the, the inherent connection between the first base of Mikdash and the Gimel Hamurus, the three cardinal sins in the second base of Mikdash, and Sin Aschinim, says the Maral. There's one final hidden element over here. Deep element, a very deep element and deep idea going on in characterizing the difference between the first bias and the second bias. Kesesev in something which is, again, says the Maral, very subtle, a deep and an, an, an idea that you have to, you really have to dig away to uncover something that you don't see on the surface, but the, the morale is going to share it with us. Lama based on Migdash Rishon Charval Elu Gimel Averis Migdash Sheni Al Yidei Sinaschinam. Why exactly the first base on Migdash is destroyed for the Gimel Chamuris? Three cardinal sins and by Sheni is brought down because of Sinaschinam because of interpersonal strife. Va'afar Shaisoi Beremes V'Tavan Oisoi. I'm going to explain it. Beremas? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hint at it. And Maral says what I'm gonna give you is is, is the barest of, of um, hints and allusions to this idea. And Vitav and I say you will figure the rest out on your own. And Maral is telling us that the idea is not something that he feels he can or wants to capture in print, but it's something that, you know, um, for the uh, a, a someone who can be maven, we can be given a little bit of the, a tip, and we can see the whole iceberg from the tip of that iceberg. That Maral is willing, prepared to do that for us. In other words, this is a shot that takes us to mystical matters and um, Kabbalistic campgrounds over here. That's where the Maral is going, and he's telling us that what he's going to share. He's just going to give us the the, the barest of of um, hints to the approach. And we'll figure out the rest on our own. And it's interesting because we'll read this through now. It seems that the Maral is giving us a little bit more than a remez. Um, if we if we pay attention and follow along with what the Maral is about to speak at, it certainly seems like he's giving a whole approach. Yet the Maral calls what he's about to tell us a remez. So it's clear that there's a lot beneath the surface that the Maral is not sharing with us. As, 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 as much more that he's not revealing than he is revealing. But what he is going to reveal does seem to be something that that is 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 uh, understandable in of itself. That definitely has to be then taken with a grain of salt, because the Maral is referring, is, is describing what he's about to share with us as just a rem, as just a hint. So that means it's quite a lot more that he's not going to be telling us. Whatever he's, whatever we're going to be able to take away from this, there's much, much more that we are supposed to be meditating on, dwelling on. So let's see what that is. What, what is this that the Maral is going to share with us? Is that? The first base Hamikdash is there in the merit of the three forefathers. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. First base of Mikdash is there. Present and in our lives because of the legacy of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. What Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov did in founding Klai Yisrael and creating Klai Yisrael and in establishing their, their uh, madregas, 
their levels, their statures, because of what they did and who they made themselves, they created uh, created a legacy in which their children will now be able to get have a base hamikdash. So the first base hamikdash is not just a connection to Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov. It's not just in the merit of Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov. It is the creation of Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov. Asher Madre Gosam Pivada Yisrael Yenim Yisrael Min Yisrael. Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov, excuse me, are on a much higher level than Klai Yisrael themselves. What does it mean they're on a higher madrego? It says in my round, it, it, it's like a given. Bavadai. Bavadai. Certainly. It goes without saying, without any questions, without any fuss. It's a given. It's a certainty that Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov are definitely on a higher level than Klai So Why is that a vadai? Why is that with certainty? Why is that with certitude? That they have to be on a higher level than us? The Territ is. They're the obvious and we're the toldest. Meaning even with the, before we start saying, well, you know, Ramesha Feinstein, Rebbe Kivager, the Chaim Salavetrik, the Briska Rav, the Vilna Goin, Revavadio Yosef, all the, the, the Rambam, these great, the great luminaries of yesteryear. Um, sure that we never had anyone that was on the on the level of Avram, Mitzvah, and Yaakov. Moshe Rabbeinu himself, Moshe Alain, nobody was on the level of, of, of Avram, Mitzvah, and Yaakov. It's not about the statistics. It's not about weighing and measuring the Neshamas. It's about a very simple fact. That's why he says Bavadai with certainty, without even having to get, to get into it, without having to, to weigh out the neshamas and measure, take out the measuring stick, the special measuring stick we use to measure neshamas with, without taking out any of that stuff, it's a given and a guarantee that the Abbas were on a higher level than the than, than Yisrael. And, and that's, again, just because Abbas mechlaud the Ika told us, where there's Abbas, there's told us, where you have the patriarchs, you have the the progeny. You have the children. And children are always going to be on a lower madrega because they are a tolda. They are a product. The producer is always on a higher level than the product. Because it's capable of producing, because it did produce, because it was a creator. And the creator is always on a higher level than the creation. A, because it was capable of creating the creation. And B, because the creation is always going to approach the creative is never going to be the creator by definition right? this is this is a deep idea a little bit of a very deep a very, very approachable deep idea um the creation can never become the creator so by definition the creator is on a higher level creation can never create itself there's always depend on the creator it's never going to reach the level of the creator it can't it can't um that's why we mentioned the other day we're always getting constantly um, further and further and further away from the stature of our ancestors because we're one degree removed. We are creations of creators. Uh, they themselves are creations of creators and they themselves are creation creators. We're progeny of progenitors and they were the progeny of other progenitors. They're the progeny of other progenitors going all the way back to the patriarchs. Kleiso, by definition, is on a lower madrego than than the Abbas HaKadoshim. Now you would ask yourself, you look at an apple seed, take a picture of it and plant it in the ground and let it become an apple tree with thousands and thousands of apples. You ask yourself, which, which is greater? The apple seed, the apple tree, the apple seed is greater. The seed that produced that tree is greater because the tree is not capable of making itself. The tree is dependent on the seed and the tree came from the apple seed and the tree is one step 
further down the road of of um, being of dependency. And the apple seed was Klaistro is never going to be on the madregas, the others. The others were the shayrash, the seeds, the the shayrashim, the roots, the 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 the, the, um, the core matter, creational matter of Klaistro. And we we are the products. They're the producers, and, the, and they are the products. Now the Avos Hakadoshim creates, so to speak, the legacy that becomes the first base Hamikdash. That's linked to to, to the Avos. The first base Hamikdash is there in the merit of the Avos. Is there in the schutz of the Avos? And we have that first base Hamikdash with the Shechina, as we mentioned, with the Shechina that resides in the first base Hamikdash, with the open miracles that were there constantly. Because of what the what the what the uh, Avos our forefathers created, what they established in Klai Yisrael, Yodua, it's also a known and established idea. Ki Avram Ha'erva. We go through the three Avos, and each of them made tikkunim in different areas. Each of the three forefathers, each of the three patriarchs, Avram and Yaakov, who together combined. Create this this uh, base hamikdash for Klai. So we only have the base hamikdash. We're only able to have the base hamikdash. That's part of what they've established. Each of them made a tikkun in in a specific area. Avram's tikkun. Where did he bring perfection to the world? In the area of erva, in the area of gilui arayis, of immorality, forbidden relationships of erva, and the taiva of Yetz, the yitzhar that goes together with erva. How do we know that? The Ma'arav brings a few proofs. Shai amru alav meseches ba'basro. It says in ba'basro. After Lapume the Eov, we should put dirt in Eov's mouth. He 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 said more than he should have. Shaamar, he said, Uma is biting al Basula. Eov was trying to defend himself. He's wondering like why is he suffering so much? And he's defending himself, he's defending his practices, his piety. And and Eov said, I don't get it, like what's going on over here, what I do wrong. And how did he defend himself? What was it was he, where is he promoting his piety? He said, Umaz Bain al Basula, I don't look at Basulas, I don't look at girls, I'm careful with Shmir Sainaim. That's what the Eev said on himself. I'm careful. Shmir Sanam says the Gemara. The Gemara says, You know, this. he should have stopped. He should have said that. He should have put dirt in his mouth instead of saying that. That was a mistake to say that. Why well, a mistake to say that? It was such a, such a very powerful statement. A very, we would think, the statement of piety. Eev never, never had an issue with Shmir Sanam. Then look at girls. Well, that's a beautiful statement. That's an amazing statement. It's a very impressive statement. Says the Gemara, He didn't look at other women. True, his own wife. He looked at his own wife. He knew what his wife looked like. You want to extol yourself. You want to toot your own horn. That's a that's a mistake because there's someone that outdid that. Someone that did you. What about Avram Avinu? And Avram and Sora, Sarai, go down to Mitzrayim. Um, so when Avram was in Egypt's land, around the way down to Egypt's land, he told Sarah, Sarai at the time, I, I, I just chapped that you're so, you're so beautiful. And Rashi says that it was only at that point that he realized it, because now he had to worry about um, them falling into the clutches of the foul and vile Egyptians. The Chazal tell us over there in the Gemara, Shalai Nistakel Koyamav. Up until that point, he never really gazed at her, Nistakel. Note the Lush Nistakel, not raw, not that he never saw her, right? He didn't close his eyes when she walked into the room. He didn't stare at her. He didn't gaze at her. 
even his own wife. That was so. So, so the Maharal is bringing a proof in the Gemara above Vastra that Avram made a tikkun in the area of Erva that Tivus Nashim, and he went beyond Eiv. Eiv held that he made a tikkun in this area of Shmir Zainaim. And Lord is telling us that Avram far surpassed that. So it says the Maharal. That's point number one. The Maharal is establishing that Avram makes a tikkun in the area of Erva. Yitzchak. What was Yitzchak's tikkun? Yitzchok's tikkun is in the area of Avodah Zarah. He gave up his life, he was prepared to give up his life, and on a certain level he did give up his life to be brought as a carbon to the Rebbeinah Shalalim. Now what does that have to do with Avodah Zarah? So Avodah Zarah is not, the Maral already touched on this very briefly a couple times, but to speak it out, um, Maral touched briefly on the, on the concept that we, know we don't really get Avodah Zarah. We really don't get Avodah Zarah because we don't have a Yitzhar for Avodah Zarah anymore. Um, so by us, Avodah Zarah is like these, you know, Pshuta Kamashmai is what it sounds like. Avodah Zarah is like weird stuff. Zara means weird. Zara means strange. Zara means doing things that are, are, are weird. That, that, and that we do ourselves a disservice by just focusing on the weird aspect. I don't know why anybody would want to bring a plate of potato kugel to a totem pole. Right? Why would you take a perfectly good plate of potato kugel? Get the tumble, eat it yourself, right? I talked already about how I almost brought a plate, plate of potato kugel to the shaitel head that was on the tripod in my house, right? I almost got caught up in that. It was very, very, very scary. Um, in the end, I ate the kugel myself. But, like, we don't get it. Like, why would anyone do it? So it's like odd, very odd. Why would anybody sit in a public area where there's like tens of thousands of people there, 50, 60, 70,000 people, sit in a public area with your shirt off? And with, with yourself painted, half your body orange, half your body blue, right? Why did anyone do that? Right? But people do these things, right? It's not Avodah Zara, that's weird, right? Come with face paint and body paint and, 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 and uh, just publicly, publicly, sitting in the same areas, 80,000 people. It's Avodah Zara, it's weird, these things are weird. Um, and we call Avodah Zara, Avodah Zara, and we, we, we focus on the Zara part of it, the fact that it's strange. You know, why why would you why would you um, go through these strange rituals and strange rites and 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 bring food to these to Aitzim and Avanim and 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 uh, we don't get it because we don't have that challenge anymore, so we don't really understand what Avodah Zorah was really about. But Avodah Zorah, it's important to speak this out now because this puts into a sharper perspective a lot of the ideas that Maral has been talking about. With the Gimel Hamuris in the first bias and Sinaschim in the second base, Hamikdash, Avodah Zarah. When when it is a pram, when it was a pram for Klai Yisrael, is is at its core, not the Zara part, but the Avoida part. The Yetzer Hara of Avodah Zarah, and the allure, the pull, the Mashiach of Avodah Zarah is not doing strange things again. That's where we get caught up, especially when we have parshias like. Balak and Pinchas and Matas Masay, where you have a strange Avodah Zarah's Baal Pa'or. Avodah Zarah Baal Pa'or is to, is to relieve yourself of the Avodah Zarah, to go ahead and, 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 and yeah, defecate on an Avodah Zarah. Uh, that's weird. That's really strange. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, I guess we just don't understand anymore because we don't have the Yetzirah. It's not the Zarah part so much as it's the Avodah part. What's the, the mainstay of Avodah Zarah, the Ikra of Avodah Zarah? The, the backbone of Avodah Zarah is the Hishtabdus, being Meshabed yourself, al- aligning yourself with another force. 
making yourself a subject of another force, accepting upon yourself the, the leadership and the direction, the guidance of another force other than God. That's the temptation of Avedah Zorah. That's the Meshichah, the draw of Avedah Zorah is his power. There's power over there. Baal Pa'or has power. Nevoi has power. These, these um, Avedah Zorahs that are worshipped by the other Goyim, they have power. There's power over there. Because the gave them power. There was, there's power that has been, that has been given to Koichis, to Mazalis, to Sorim, in the Shemaim, to officers and angels. And I see that they've been vested with this power, and there's something thrilling and tempting in me being a subject to that power. I can, by being subject to that power, I can, I can access that power, I can receive that power because I made myself the subject of, 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 of something very powerful. I can receive that power now. Now why will somebody become a double agent? Why will somebody you go spy for America out there in Moscow and end up becoming a spy for the Kremlin? Why will somebody do that? So there's, there's two reasons. 5% of the time, it's maybe... Guy's angry. He's far bitter. He feels he was wronged by America. And, you know, he wants to... It's a shtach. Let's say it's a shtach. 5% of the time, it's a shtach. Doesn't like... Disagrees with something philosophically. Uh, an, an ideological level. That's 5% of the time. 95% of the time... Why will he be a turncoat? Why will he become a double agent and, and end up working for the Kremlin? Because he got a better offer. He got a better offer. They're more powerful. They're more powerful. So America employed me. I was working as a spy for America, and it's a very powerful state. It's a powerful agency, and they're rewarding me handsomely. The Kremlin gave me a better offer. They're more powerful. So now I'm, you know, I'm mishabbing myself to the Kremlin. I'm going to I'm going to become a subject subordinate to them and, and uh, access their power. They're more powerful. It's all about the power. It's all about where it's more attractive and alluring to be a, you know, a, a, a subject of and, 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 and a, 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 um, a subordinate to and where to be mishabbing myself. Um, that's the temptation of Avodah Zarah. Avodah Zarah is to be mishabed oneself, to, to make oneself a subordinate and a subject of a power outside of Hashem's power. And there's something thrilling about that because it's an easy way, an easy shortcut to belong to something great and big and mighty and powerful. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm able to, and, I, and a person is accessing that power, and that power is now shared with me because I made myself a subject of that power. So it's the Avodah, much more than the Zara. There is an aspect of Zara. Zara is weird, it's strange, it's foreign, but it's Avaida. Avaida. I, I, I am making myself a subject of them. Now, we don't have that temptation. Antrochus is going to remove that temptation, not really running. What they did was they removed that temptation for us to go ahead and, and, and uh, be lured 
and tempted by other koiches, other other agencies, um, the spiritual agencies, to become a subject of them. They remove that temptation from us. But that's what it used to be back in the days, to be a, a subject, an oivet. I want to be a subject of some other celestial agency. Now it's interesting, they removed the, the temptation of Avedazara um, from the place where the, 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 the Torah makes it Nisadaraisa and the of Skilo, which is to be a subject of the celestial agencies. But that temptation is still there. And, and that's what you see with people who become sports fans and sports fanatics. It's the same Edsam idea. The same Edsam idea. I want to make myself a subject of something very strong and powerful. Someone who becomes a Farkoifter uh, fan and fa- fanatic is a fine line between a fan and a fanatic. Someone who becomes a fanatic, that's bad. So what he's doing, what he's doing is making himself a subject, a loyal subject, not stam of a sports team, a sports hero, a sports player, but of something very strong, very powerful. And it comes with this, with this um, barely conscious, more subconscious than conscious sensation of of um, if I belong to something very powerful, I can I can access that power. That makes that makes me a part of that power. This guy is the star quarterback. If I put his picture on the wall, like I'm I'm him. I'm part of him. I'm part of that power. I'm part of that movement. It makes me powerful also. I'm sharing in that power. So that's where you still see the the Yetzirah uh, Avodah It happens to be Bismanenu. Um, Chazal only removed the Taiva from the place where it, it creates a Chivskila, which is aligning ourselves, subjugating ourselves to to um, to the Kaiches, to the to the um, spiritual bodies and spiritual agencies that the Rebbeinu uh, um, vested Kayachin and, and, and gave them power. That's where the Isra Daraisa of, of, of Avodah Zarah lies, and that's what the Anshikinus Agdeila removed from us, which is what we don't relate to anymore, which we don't get anymore. Um, however, you do see it still, the, the, the Ruach of Avodah Zarah, the spirit of Avodah Zarah, you still see in, in those areas. It's because it's all, it's all about that idea of seeing there's something powerful, grasping there's something very powerful over there, and I want to be a part of that power. How do I become a part of something very powerful? I make myself, I kneel, and I make myself a subject of that power. I kneel before this star quarterback, this star pitcher, this star goalie. What do you guy? What's the name of the guy who has to kick into the goal? Striker. Striker, the star striker. I kneel before them and make myself a loyal subject of them. It happens in politics also. People, you know, will, will, will uh, make them see. They send someone very powerful, someone strong, someone amazing, unbeatable. I will idolize him. And there's a reason the word is used, idolize. I kneel. I kneel before Ben Shapiro. He is, you know, I, 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 powerful. And I'm not nagging. You know, he's a sharp yid. He's a sharp yid. Uh, a lamdan. Taka, a lamdan, a sharp yid. And good we have people like that out there, but our job is not to make that into an avoida. Can't make it into an avoida. Meshabit yourself. We're only meshabit ourselves. The Rebbein Yishalai, the Makadosh Baruch Hu is the authority that we make ourselves subject to. But there's a temptation to do that. When you see someone who's very sharp, very quick-witted, very teeth, a big lambda, a lambda move, look, there's a temptation to, to, to see that, yeah, there's taka power over there. I want to access that power. I want to be a part of that power. Okay, so getting back to the Maral, anyway, we, we had this, this digression a little bit to understand why Yitzchak is making the Tikkun to Avedazar. Because if Avedazar is all about 
align myself completely with a power outside of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yitzhak did the opposite. He aligned himself completely with the Rebbein Shulayim. He was completely a subject of Hashem, completely subordinate to Hashem, completely mishabbat himself to Hashem, mevat himself to Hashem, that he was willing to give up his very life for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the highest act of his battle, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the one and only power, the supreme power, is being prepared to give up your life. That's the complete opposite of Avedah Zara. Avedah Zara is when I am a vatal myself to a power outside of God, Yitzchak does the opposite. He's mevatel himself to Hakadosh Baruch How far, to what degree, the degree he's willing to give up his life? Okay, so this is why Yitzchak is the opposite of Avodah Zarah. Um, and what about Yaakov? Yaakov neged shvichas damim. Yaakov is the tikkun to bloodshed. Yaakov is the tikkun to shvichas damim to the third of the three cardinal sins. The davers that you do a gamkein. This is also out there. It says Maral. There's proofs that are immediately accessible and are known. Yaakov Yaakov is the source of life. Yaakov is life. Shari Yaakov says Yaakov was never nifter. That means he has this nakudas hachaim, this spark of life that that cannot be taken away, that cannot be removed. Yaakov is the very source of life for Klai Yisrael. He's also poised as as being the opposite. The opposite, the counterpart of Esav, Shoya Admoni. Esav is Admoni, is ruddy, is red. Esav comes out all red. He is the founder of Edom. Edom's mazel is Madam, is Mars, also red. That's all about bloodshed. And and, and, and that's what Esav's, Esav's Mida is, the Mida of Shrikh's Damim. Yaakov Hevchai Meruchuk Mizah. Yaakov Inu is the opposite of this. He is the opposite of Esav. Esav is what Esav, everything that Esav is. Lara, Yaakov is Latoiv. Esav is that murder, bloodshed. Yaakov is about Chaim, is about life. V'oid ki Yaakov, a third proof, ki Yaakov lo'ira kerim miyamav. Chazal tell us, Kaychi v'reishas oini, says Yaakov Inu. He never saw Keri. He was never mighty zer levatala in his entire life. We're okay, we're okay, we're almost done. Um, uh, 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 Riaz Keri is equated with Shvichas Dama with murder. Zera's potential life. And when Yaakov Inu, um, when uh, uh, is a main of Shvichas Dama. Zaya talks about this, Varma Kadeshim talk about it. Even, even a main of Shrikh's Dhamm, Yaakov Inu doesn't have any issues with any problems with. So three proofs that make Yaakov Inu the bastion of life and the opposite of Shrikh's Dhamm. Yaakov Inu Loy Mais, he stands for life, he epitomizes life. He's opposite, opposite of Esav, who stands for Shrikh's Dhamm, and he was never Moitzi Zerlavatolo. He didn't even have a main of Shrikh's Dhamm. Okay, we'll stop over here, we'll continue with this, we'll leave this off in the thought. The Maral is going to develop this further, Mr. Shem, tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful today.